Hey guys, what's up? Another installment of Flick City. A couple more interviews that I'm going to give to you for this installment. But before we get to the interviews, I'm going to just also add, that if you don't listen to the Our Find Your Film podcast, we're done. Me, Bruce Berkey, and Eric Holmes, we are moving permanently over to the Cinematics podcast feed. What does that mean for you guys who subscribe to the, to the feed or just are regular listeners for Cinematics? First of all, instead, Cinematics is usually was usually a twice-a-month preview episodes. One of the preview episodes at the top of the month was me, Bruce, and Eric talking about the first couple of weeks of the month, and then middle of the month, Anderson Cowan. And I would talk about the rest of the month. We'd throw in a couple of reviews here and there. But mainly these two episodes were preview episodes. With the movement of moving of Bruce Berkey and Eric Holmes to cinematics permanently, we will have a... We're not doing previews anymore. anymore. We might mention previews during the episodes, but we are now a weekly movie review program. Anderson will be joining us in the middle of the month to talk about that specific week but the other weeks it'll be me bruce and eric covering movies that are coming out on that friday from find your film we were basically indie driven so look if you like marvel or disney plus i mean disney or paramount plus a lot of the main releases i don't know you're going to get a smattering or sprinkling of that here on the cinematics feed but we've all always been very indie driven like shutter or horror movie, horror thriller types, or just indie dramas. If you're really into sort of some off-the-radar releases that are either off the beaten track or not your main release every week, keep on listening to Cinematics because we're going to have some really good stuff for you on a weekly basis. So the breakdown will go like this. Along with the weekly movie reviews, I will also post up one to two Flick City installments because... With Eric and Bruce here, they're going to do some interviews as well. If you're really interested in listening to my discussions with these actors and filmmakers, along with Eric's discussion and Bruce's discussions with these filmmakers um, as well, you're going to enjoy the Flick City installments. So it should be fun. They're going to bring a lot of energy to the Cinematics podcast feed. And yeah, it should be a really cool time. Now, specifically for this installment, I have two movies. The, and these movies are currently out right now. They were out right now in theaters. And for most of you, they are available on digital and on demand. The first movie is called Taurus. And I have the actress Maddie Hassan. She plays a personal assistant to the lead actor in Taurus. And Taurus centers on this really successful pop singer played by Colson Baker. A lot of you might know him as Machine Gun Kelly. And what happens is Taurus is a very intense look at the rise and fall of a very iconic pop artist and it's seen through the eyes of Colson Baker, aka, AKA Machine Gun Kelly. Maddie Hassan's very good as his personal, long-suffering personal assistant, and they have some knockdown, drag down verbal altercations. Honestly, Taurus will be a look, it I enjoyed it. Okay, this is more of a three star out of five star for me, a mild recommend. I really enjoyed the performances from Colson and Maddie. They're both very believable. And I appreciate the director, uh, Tim Sutton, I believe, his decision not to actually make this a pleasing Hollywoodized version of, you know, just uh, a fame. This is a re- more of a realistic look at fame and it's downbeat. And look, if you're in that vibe for Taurus, you're going to, yeah, it's written and directed by Tim Sutton. You're going to get into it. I got into it, but... A lot of people won't. Okay. But that said, 
Maddie Hassan and and Colson Baker. They're very, very good in this movie as well. So again, out in theaters, available on digital and on demand. During the interview with Maddie, I asked her, I'm a huge fan of Malignant, and she was really cool about, and she played Sydney Lake in that horror thriller directed by James Wan, and she talks about a couple of the iconic scenes involving her character in Malignant, okay? So that's very, very cool. That is the first interview. The second interview is with The Last Manhunt. It's also on digital and on demand, hit theaters this weekend, and it's based on the true story. I cannot pronounce this tribe, this Indian tribe in my, uh, this Native American tribe, and I, I apologize. So here's the thing. It's based on the true story from the oral history of the Chema Huevi tribe of California. And it's directed by Christian Camargo, and it's a story by Thomas Pa Sibet and Jason Momoa. Who, uh, Jason Momoa is also an executive producer and a co-star in The Last Manhunt. I'm a huge Western fan. And this story, this basically excuse me, based on the true story of, I believe his name is Willie Bo. Okay. And this Willie boy, but I think his tribe tribal name or his real name is Willie Bo. And it was, this story was previously made years ago with the film, the Robert Redford film, tell them Willie boy was here. Never seen this movie, but I enjoyed the last manhunt. It's a very meditative and reflective Western about Willie boy and Carlotta's decision to leave their respective environment and go off as lovers against the against the wishes of their elders and their seniors, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And this 1900s Wild West sprawling epic adventure heartache kind of situation. It's a very interesting movie, and it's really well directed by Christian Camargo. And very, I was really surprised at the insular nature at parts of this narrative. So, if you're a huge Western fan, this is an interesting reflective story on and there are, of course there are there are action moments in this movie as well but it's really reminds me a lot of of this movie called um what was it called pat garrett and billy the kid directed by sam peck and pa some of those kind of movies where it's there, are, there is there are action there is action there this is a true story but there's a lot of layers beneath the last manhunt okay so i enjoyed that movie hopefully some of you will enjoy that as well but you can get a taste of that by listening to my interview with Christian Camargo and Martin Sinsmeyer. Sinsmeyer, I believe that's how you pronounce his name. He plays Willie Boy or Willie Bo. Okay. And yeah, these are the two interviews. Lastly, also on the podcast title, you will see this, this thing I have called Hansan Rising Dragon. I, for, for another thing that you guys are going to get for the podcast feed is I'm going to start knocking on some doors to get us some more DVD and Blu-ray giveaways for our cinematics community. Everything is now streamlined now with now with the folding over of Find Your Film into cinematics, I can really concentrate on the home entertainment releases. So yeah, maybe if you're not completely into the movie interviews, maybe you might like the weekly reminders of the Blu-rays I am giving away and or whatever movie memorabilia I'll be giving away as well. So that will be part of our whole cinematics universe moving forward. Okay? Anderson currently right now is in Iceland, I think, with his family, and safe travels to him, and he'll be back first of the month, and we'll reconvene then. All right, guys, enjoy my interviews with Maddie Hassan for Taurus, and also Martin Seinsmeyer, and director, actor, Christian Camargo for The Last Manhunt. Thanks again for listening to Cinematics. Hope you guys are doing really well. Um, I'm just looking right now on the screen. My fantasy football team is horrible. It's really, really horrible, but that is not of your concern. Let's get to movies. Here we go. Bye. Maddie, first off, 
Taurus, I, this is one of these movies that really does not, I, I suppose, go by some kind of Hollywood cliche standard. Was that one of the reasons why this was an interesting movie for you to explore, that it doesn't really compromise its story and what it's about? Um, sure. I, I really enjoyed the script when I read it, but I, I when I pick movies, I pick based off of the role and if it's going to be interesting to me. Uh, and also I really loved Tim Sutton and his work. And that was, I think the big draw for me is that I really wanted to work with him as a director. Um, but yeah, sure. That's definitely one of the reasons. Yeah. What's it like playing opposite Colson in these really intense sequences? I, I'm sure you're an expert at your craft, but do you have to really get up for these really emotionally charged verbal sparring matches that you have with a fellow actor or is it not as am I overthinking things really I don't know I think sometimes it can be really difficult and sometimes it can be really fun I when we had our our big blowout argument scene we both had so much fun doing it but it was interesting working with someone who is essentially playing a version of himself because there's so much reality mixed in with it for him, which made my job a lot easier because he was very grounded in that reality and, and those truths that that uh, uh, intersected between this role and his, his real life. Um, it was interesting. I really enjoyed it. So, look, I... I should be more up on music. I'm 51, and that's not a, that's a horrible excuse. But to, with Taurus, I, I, I was along along with appreciating the narrative and the way it approached fame and and this this character. I was able to actually go on Spotify and really listen to his music. Yeah. Did you ever get to that appreciation as well within this production, or were you just on that train a long time ago and you already knew all that stuff beforehand? No, I started listening to his album um, Tickets to My Downfall when I got the role. And I listened to it all throughout um, filming because I really enjoyed it. It's so fun. And it, I, I think it's one of his best albums. I'm Now I'm familiar with like a few of them since doing it. Um, yeah, I, I love that album. I really do. Yeah. Speaking of loving, I, can you just just uh, post reaction on last year's Malignant? There were so many divided reactions. I just that's a movie that I think gets better and better the more you watch it and the more you understand the story. How great was it? Just to you had such a great meaty role. You had a great subplot. Oh, I just <laughs> it's so amazing. I love that movie so much. Uh, and then I I fight with people over that peacefully. That is, but what was it like that whole process and getting those kind of reactions where you get people who just flip for it and people who are just you know that whole thing. It really made me laugh. I mean, the movie is supposed to just be like fun and silly, you know, and I I think how seriously some people took it was so funny to me. And then there are other people that really understood and had a good laugh and just enjoyed it for going, you know, that's, that's what it's there for. My favorite part of the movie, or at least the part that I'm in, it's two things. One, I like speed up to a cliff. <laughs> yes. Which obviously was green screen, so I didn't know. <laughs> there are all these memes being like, what's she doing on that cliff? 
And then the other one is where she, Annabelle says, Sydney, I'm adopted. And I'm like, what? As if it's the wildest shit I've ever heard. <laughs> that you know that is so awesome i mean it's it's iconic it is it's really funny speaking of iconic i mean over the last couple of years have you gotten a lot more love for we summon the darkness because that's i that's one of those movies that is it still underrated or has there been a pickup because that turn i mean that's awesome that was an awesome turn i, I love that too as well as that whole and the cat the, the ensemble was excellent so do you ever get that i love that's one of my favorite movies that i'm a part of I know it's like a like a slasher, whatever, but it's one of my best. I had the most fun doing that movie. I loved it. I don't know anything about like the reaction or whatever how people take it, but I I I like movies that are meant to be like enjoyed with pizza and beer and your friends and you're laughing and but you're also just I don't know you're just having a good time and watching a movie. I don't think every movie needs to be uh you know something that you're learning from and and taking like medicine and you know there are moments for that and then there are moments for lightness like malignant and we summon the darkness you know that said with taurus did you appreciate the fact that it wasn't a movie movie the fact that it's really an exploration of a person and fame and was that the thing that you were able to deep dive as far as you know appreciating what it was about I mean, I think post and watching it, that's what I appreciate about it. But when I'm working, I'm so focused on on my role and what she's thinking and what she's feeling. I don't try to think about the movie as a whole because it takes me out of it and I can't be present. But I think post and, and watching it, I really appreciate that and also just Tim's directing style and i feel very proud of him and what he's made and colson as well he did a fantastic job yeah, it's a re- it's a really good movie yeah speaking of movies i don't know if you're a huge lifelong cinephile and maybe that's one of the reasons why you wanted to get get into this acting acting business but i'm just wondering what are can you name one of your all-time favorite movies and what is it about this movie that still resonates with you today oh uh, i'm not good at this question because there are so many movies that I, but I can answer in like a specific way. I think the movie that made me want to act was Girl Interrupted. I really loved Angelina Jolie's character. And I thought just watching her, I was like, wow, she's so free. And that looks like so much fun to me, which is maybe a weird reaction because she was, uh, in a lot of pain and um, you know, not in a good place in her life, that character. But I, I just kind of, as a kid loved seeing someone dive really deeply into a really specific human experience and a lot of pain. And I think for me now acting is kind of like a form of therapy. It's a very, very safe contained space to let out feelings that, I don't feel as safe or or in control of in my regular life, like really deep rage and, you know, uh, uh, pain, uh, emotions that are, I think labeled as, you know, not good emotions. 
Yeah. My, my final question to you is that it's just a, a lay person question, but what? what is the key for you as, as an actress regarding staying in the moment, especially when you have lights on you, the, the grips, you're, they're blocking a scene and you really have to, you're talking about the emotions like girl interrupted, but, and you really have to stay in the character. Is there a, a through line as far as a key to different pro- projects or is it, does it vary on the day? I guess. I mean, I think for me, I try to really focus on the person in front of me and what they're doing and saying and, and the different things that they're bringing in, in each take and to try to just treat it as a new moment each time. I don't like to do the same thing over and over. So I try to do something different each take. I try to just be present And that's not, I mean, some actors, they come in with a plan and they have the beats that they're going to hit. And sometimes you work with that person and you have to adjust and, and that's not a bad way of working. It works for a lot of people. I think it is project to project and is, uh, like anything, it's about who you're working with and the relationship that you have. Yeah. <laughs> great. It's a, it's a great answer. And, and as, as you're leaving, thank you so much for your time, Maddie. But, you know, we mentioned three movies. We saw The Darkness, Malignant, and Taurus. What yeah. should my other listeners check out from your resume that you feel is either underrated or you just want them to see from your from your own uh, project resume, et cetera? So. Um, I have a new movie coming out called Fixation, uh, starring Genesis Rodriguez, who's very talented. And there's a movie that I just shot called Elevation, uh, directed by George Nolfi, who did Adjustment Bureau and The Banker. And, you know, so that's going to be cool. But that's going to be out, I think, in a year or so. There's lots of stuff. I don't know. Look on my IMDb. I will look at your IMDb right now. <laughs> by I'll the send way, you the link. <laughs> you'll send me the link. And and uh, I'm going to say it right now, Malignant is a freaking classic. So thank you so much <laughs> for your time. And I really appreciate it. Okay, thank you. All right, thank you. Take care. Hey, guys, what's up? Hey, How's good. Going? Good. First off, Christian, so many visual setups. You're shooting in that wide expanse. What was the production day like? On the on the set, which is basically Mother Nature, it just seems like in a very ambitious undertaking. Was it? Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, it, it, ambitious is is, is the uh, understatement. I mean, we we um, we were running, running, running. What is it? Running. My brain is fried. Um, running gun production, um, and we were climbing mountains and finding locations like the very next day. Um, so, you know, luckily I live out here. I live in Joshua Tree, California. So, um, and we had some local talent and local, we had a local producer, Michelle Cicero, who helped us find these locations really quickly. But it was, we were all exhausted. I mean, everyone was grabbing equipment, moving it. There was no sort of old school Hollywood, you know, don't touch that, you know, Apple box. It was, you know, Martin was carrying, you know, C-stands and, you know, and then having to act the next moment. So it was, it was <laughs> rough, but really, but it made us all feel like we were one, you know, we were all coming together. Uh-huh. A quick question for Martin, uh, with you carrying C-stands and everything, did you actually ask for a secondary salary as part of the crew as well uh, on your thing? And then also was being out in, out right there in Joshua Tree, what was it like for you as an actor shooting in that open space? Uh, like, like like you said, Mother Nature it, you know, we had all the elements, wind, earth, water, fire, 
we got yeah. rained out. We, you know, we battled fires. We had, uh, you know, it, it dust storms. You name it. Um, but it, it, you know, it, and those are both literal and metaphorical. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and uh, man, just just what an incredible time! It, we the movie we shot it for what five weeks, four or five weeks. Mm-hmm. Uh, it felt like a lifetime, really, in some ways. Uh, felt like we were out there forever. Uh, you get lost in that timeless expanse, um, and and without looking at the clock, you know, you just show up at work in the morning, and then you know, you, I put my cell phone away, and and we just we just hung out in the desert and 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 made art, man. It was it was awesome. Uh, I loved it. I've never got to shoot out there before, and uh, the opportunity of a lifetime. You know, Christian, on that sense, you know, after watching this, people, if they're cinephiles, they can go watch. Tell them Willie Boy's here and actually research the historical facts and fiction regarding this entire story. But can you also talk about the thematic underpinnings where you have all of these individuals going out into that mother nature with their own preset beliefs and they come out of it with a different viewpoint? I mean, I, I really love how you actually shape that narrative. Yeah, there's a there's a simplicity to to the thematic element of the journey. You know, it's it's a journey. Um, and if you really want to take a deep dive, I highly suggest uh, your listeners and people to to research the Chimuwebe and the salt song um, tradition that 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 is is very emblematic of their culture. And that is a, a journey into the afterlife. And that's really something that it's a song. You know, it's a it's a it's a song that they sing all night, all day um, to help the spirit who has passed reach the afterlife. And so in a way, this was you know, our, our sort of artistic interpretation of this lyrical journey, you know, that every character takes to reach a certain conclusion, whether that's the moving on physically in the physical form or moving on from, from this ridiculous witch hunt, uh, whatever it is that we need to move on from the, the politicizing events of that era there's a, a lot of things we can take from this story and apply it to today. And I'm hoping that some people can get that out of it. So Martin, what did you get out of it? Because look, I, I love my my action-driven Westerns and visceral with a visceral nature, but this is more reflect, reflective and meditative. What was it like for you just mm-hmm. having that complete journey as an actor here? Yeah, I mean, it was, the, you know, like, uh, you know, reflective, meditative, but it was very physical for me too, because I was running every day. Um, you know, and that, and that was one thing that, uh, kind of helped, helped me find the character and set the tone. You know, Willie boy was, was a desert runner and you could run up to 50, 60 miles, 80 miles a day, you know? Um, so I was running like five to seven, you know? And, uh, mm-hmm. but, but it was, you know, it just, it, it became, that became the meditative part for me. I'd get out there and run and then, and then in the mornings before work and then, and then go to set and, uh, you know, just try, it, it was just finding, um, you know, the opportunity to find stuff uh, about out about the character that wasn't written in the script, um, things like that, you know, um, of that nature and, and helping in Christian, helping me find the character um, and and uh, really helping me kind of find the performance that it, that that it required. Uh, it was a tough job in a lot of ways. It took a lot out of me, um, honestly. Um, but it was really mm-hmm. rewarding experience. You know, I, I thought like, you know, as I'm, as I'm working on the movie and going through scenes, I'm like, oh yeah, we're rocking and rolling. But once I wrapped, I was, I was 
burnt out. I went home to Alaska and stayed up there for a couple of weeks and just, and just recouped. And, uh, <laughs> and, uh, it's one of those yeah, roles out yeah, it was. It took a lot. We of were dealing with, you know, we were dealing with some 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 voices that needed to be heard. You know, this is a story that was sort of um, corrupted for many, many, many years, and mm-hmm. and there was there's a long tradition out, here, you know, which is the the fact that these these voices have been heard, and I think there was a lot of mercurial energy out there that was uncertain whether we were helping or or hurting the story, and I think. You know, the best thing that happened to me was, you know, witnessing the tribal screening in Palm Springs, where there was about 600 tribal elders that were there and and to feel the story being embraced. Um, and I wasn't really until that moment that I felt a kind of release uh, and a relief. Um, and I think Martin was holding all of that uh, because, you know, there was one character called Willie Bo is really, I believe, the, the accurate name, but Willie Boy. And um, so all of that energy was going to him, you know, during that whole period. And whether, whatever your belief system is, that shit, that shit's strong, you know, <laughs> that shit is strong. And then yeah. in, in reference to the meditative part of it, you know, of the film, there was a calculative sort of, you know, idea to, uh, you know, growing up in the West and in those periods, you didn't hear you didn't hear there weren't shootouts every every day, right? There is a, a there is a there's a laconic meditative sort of sort of calm peace, and then all of a sudden when guns blaze, it's a shock, you know. And I think that we tried to capture that in our piece. You know, there is this there's this there's this beautiful quiet and calm and stillness, and then when guns happen, it's it's crazy, um, and and it's really it's it, we we don't want you to get numb to it, you know. Whereas, you know, a lot of action films is just guns, 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 and you're just numb to it all the time. One, one thing after the other, we wanted to sort of shock you with that and, and bring the poetry of the reality of the space and the place forward. Yeah. Very quick question before I let you guys go on regarding reality, you know, Christian, you talked about living in Joshua tree and Martin with Alaska. Is there something to be said about when you're making a film or TV series or work of art? to not actually live right across the street from some kind of movie studio. You actually live at a place you call home, a home that inspires you and feeds you as an artist. What for both of you feeds you just not, as opposed to not being right in like in the heart of Hollywood, so to speak. Yeah. Well, that's where I live in Joshua tree, you know, having that perspective, having that space super, it's, it's life given to me. Yeah. No, I, yeah. Same thing for me. Um, I live in Arizona and I spend a lot of time out on the land. I go to Alaska a lot, spend a lot of time out on the land. And, and, uh, you know, when I first moved away from LA, it was always this pull to go back to the city. But now that I've been living away from there for a couple of years, it's kind of like, oh, I'm finding more inspiration, you know, traveling around and going to different places and meeting new people. And, uh, you know, it, yeah, it's just, yeah, everywhere we draw from everywhere, you know, <laughs> Art, yes. artists, you know, <laughs> other yeah. art, like that's, that's one of the best, uh, uh, pieces of advice I got young early on was go go look at other forms of art to develop your acting. Go look at paintings. Go to plays. Go to uh, you know look at other other art forms. So mm. um, yeah, that's kind of where I you know no matter where I'm at, I'm always looking for something to that picks my interest. Artistically, yeah. <laughs> and as you're leaving, can I apologize for this uh, for this very impossible question? Right off the top of your head, can each of you name one of your all time favorite films, and what is it about this film that is special for you? So, 
Wow. Well, we're, we were talking about the genre. So Butch Cassidy Sundance Kid for me was such a big one. Um, and, and again, it's about the human connection and the, the humanity behind it. Um, regardless of whether you're the good, good guy or the bad guy, finding your humanity. Yeah. Yeah. I think one flew over the cuckoo's nest just popped into my mind. So I'll say that, you know, it's another film about crazy people, but also humanity and, and the nature of, you know, the nature of people and, and, uh, brutality of people. You know, it's, 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 <laughs> It's really a beautiful movie. Mm, if any, really. Anybody, everybody should watch One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest. It's yeah. my top five of all time. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. That's a good one. Thank you guys yeah. so much for your time. I really appreciate it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take care.